Switzerland. Switzerland on Wednesday began easing coronavirus pandemic restrictions as fears waned that a spike in infections would overwhelm that country's healthcare system. Switzerland follows other countries, scaling back in restrictions in recent days. Finland, Britain, Ireland, Austria, all looking for a return to pre-pandemic normality. There's a lot of questions here in this province and in this country about whether or not we're moving too quickly or not quickly enough. We see these other countries doing this, but then we see the hospitalization numbers and we hear from, for example, the Hamilton hospital system saying that they are still being close to be overwhelmed. And although we're opening back up, is that going to drive more people back into hospital at a point when we still can't afford to do that? Dr. Suman Chakrabarty is an infectious disease physician and a regular contributor to this program. Uh, Great to talk to you again. How do you I mean, how do you navigate this, what you're seeing around the world and what's happening here? Yeah, I think that uh, the response here for the entire pandemic, uh, I think, has been really driven by a fear-based narrative. And I think that it's very difficult to undo that. If you get a chance, there's a, there's a, there's a website called Our World in Data. And take a look at um, uh, COVID case counts for Canada, US, uh, France, Spain, Portugal, Italy, all of these kind of countries uh, where you'll see that the curve is almost exactly the same at the exact same time. And I think that what we're seeing here is that contacts sharply increase in December and they drop off sharply after that uh, once Christmas is done. And you're seeing that as a reflection of the cases dropping in a whiplash type of fashion. So yeah, hospitalizations are a lagging market, but they will go down too. We see this this pattern every single year. And I think to to completely constantly want to keep things locked down until the numbers look good is at this point just not a viable strategy. All right, well, let me drop a couple of numbers on you because hospitalizations today reportedly down by 152, down by 13 in the ICUs. Give you a little better perspective on that. That's about 1,000 fewer people in hospital than a week ago and about 50 people fewer in ICUs. But at the same time, we have 72 deaths, doctor. So again, I, I struggle with both sides of this equation. Yeah, and I think that it's important for us to understand that, uh, you know, this is a respiratory season and unfortunately deaths happen. They happen even before the uh, before COVID. We saw a lot, especially with influenza. But it's also very important to put this into context. The people that are coming into hospital are different uh, with Omicron. We're seeing a lot of individuals who are medically fragile. They're actually fully vaccinated. But COVID, rather than causing their direct illness, it kind of tipped them over into their uh, their other uh, comorbidities, like their diabetes, their heart failure, uh, their delirium, these getting worse. So we have the average age of the person is older. We're talking about in the high 70s, 80s and above. So it's it's natural, unfortunately, that you will see people that will die in these circumstances. And uh, that is kind of what is being reflected in these numbers. Um, uh, I think that it's important for us to put this all into context. We're coming out of respiratory season. Uh, things are going to improve. And I think we really have to uh, recalibrate just because numbers go up, just because we're seeing a respiratory season, does that mean that we need to restrict the community? And in my opinion, that's a strong no. The the hospital administrators, I, I respectfully might disagree with you in terms of the kind of capacity issues that they're seeing. 
Oh, absolutely. And, and by the way, I, I do see the argument, right? but if you take a step back, let's look at Omicron. Omicron is something that has an R value of something close to 10, which is, it's huge. This thing is so transmissible. And this thing, uh, it was estimated at some point, we were probably seeing 50,000 to 60,000 cases a day in Ontario. We just weren't able to pick that up. I very, very much doubt that any of the restrictions that we did uh, made any, any big difference. And really what they did was really harm um, other people's livelihoods. But if you look at other places that didn't restrict, they also had uh, these uh, curves that were fast up, fast down. So I think that what we saw was something that was baked in based on the um, characteristics of Omicron. And whether we did anything or not, we would have seen this hospital wave. I think it's important for us, rather than putting the onus of protecting the hospital system on the public, I think that uh, in the next coming months and in the years to come, we really need to strengthen up our hospital system to be able to deal with these surges. COVID has really shone a light on that. Dr. Chakrabarty, always great to talk to you. Thank you. Appreciate it very much. Be well. Take care. That is Dr. Suman Chakrabarty, infectious disease physician. Uh, you know, <laughs> we continue to swirl back and forth on this, don't we? You got to wonder, you know, are we just simply going too slow with the restrictions easing?